Welcome back to the Team Worth Having podcast. The quote that I use from my dad in my career, I use it a lot, I use it every day. Shout out to my papa bear. Hi, papa. And he's always said to me, darling, it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it. And although I don't use that or apply that all the time, I actually find it really useful in management. So one of the things that we struggle with in management is having tough conversations. How do you deal with different personality types? How do you deal with someone who's being problematic and you want to tell them to cut it out, but you don't want to hurt their feelings? Or how do you have a really tough conversation or you've got to fire someone, you've got to give them a warning letter, or you've got to tell them they made a mistake again and you've got to get them to refix it. These are the things that stop us from communicating is that we feel we don't know how to do it. And I want to give you something that might help with this. This, this is super helpful for conflict prevention tough conversations, handling different personality types. I want you to separate um, your attitude and your approach to what you're saying and instill a culture where you just say what is and you're known for saying what is super factually. So, for example, if anyone's ever worked with me, they know that I'm quite – maybe not blunt, but I say – I ask, you know, am I direct? And everyone's like, yes, Marnie, you are very direct – And I say things super factually. So, for example, let's just say you arrive to a meeting and I, you and I have agreed that you're going to get something done and you don't. So I'm like, cool. Did you forget? Did you just not want to? Did you just not take responsibility? Did you just do other things instead? Were you too lazy? Like, which, which was it? And that approach is a very just is viewpoint. So it's, it's, you've got to get used to talking about things as they are. Oh, I just didn't do my job. Oh, I just hate that part of my job. So I didn't take responsibility for it. Oh, I avoided it till last minute and then I was going to do it, but it was a Friday and I went and got my nails instead. And I actually feel guilty about it because I should have worked, but I just really hate it. So if you can't talk like that with you about you, with your staff, you're not going to, you're not going to find it easy to have tough conversations because if you can have a relationship where they know you're going to be super honest about the good and the bad, about the good and the bad they are more likely to receive these tough conversations. So you have to separate what you're saying. You have every right to say, I'm not going to solve this for you. You're going to solve this one. Or I'm paying you to do that. That's actually your job and I'm not going to do your job for you. Or um, that was wrong. You've got to do it again. It's not good enough. It's actually we have this standard and your standard's here and they're not matching up. So you, I want you to redo it and try again. Now, it's totally fine to say those things. You have to be able to say those things. The only way it's going to get delivered properly, the only way it's going to be heard is if you emanate certain things. Now, one of the things you should need to emanate, in my experience, is casualness. You have to have like a casualness about you. What, did you just did you just not feel like it today? Did you just like promise me and then did you like lie about it? Or did you fake, did you chuck a sickie and you didn't actually come to work? Like I'm super casual. It's like I'm asking, do you prefer toast or do you prefer cereal? You know, it's the same attitude. So there must be a casualness about you. There must be an unhurriedness. Just talk a little bit slower. The tougher the conversation is, drag out your words and your pronunciation. And I, I tell you, it's so, the, the softer it's delivered, the more likely someone's actually going to be honest and take it on board. There must be a warmth or a pleasantness about you as well. So even though I'm saying like a pretty alarming thing, I don't have this viewpoint or approach that you're, you know, a piece of or you're a terrible person or that you're not allowed to make mistakes. Like I don't have that about me. I'm not being serious about it. And the problem is that we are mostly serious about these things. We get so serious, like it's your job and you didn't do it. And how dare you, whether you say that, it can come across like that. 
So a manager must emanate casualness, unhurriedness, pleasantness. But there's a few other things they must emanate. They must emanate a must-do and can't-get-away-with feeling. So if I walk in the room and my staff don't sit up a little bit straighter or if they were on Instagram, if they don't get off Instagram, I'm not a very good manager because I should be able to walk in. If I see them on Instagram, they should know that I'm going to be like, hey, what are you doing? Get back to work. And they ideally, you know, if they know me and I'm playful, they might know that I'm serious, but I'm not being an about it. So you must emanate a must do and can't get away with feeling. Otherwise, you're not going to instill any respect. You're not going to enforce any sort of policy or process. You're not going to be able to ensure that anything you direct them to gets done. The other thing is calmness. A lot of managers love, love, love to show how stressed they are. Oh my gosh, like, oh yeah, what is it? I'm busy, but yeah, I have two seconds. I only have two seconds. I'm so busy. Please come. What's your issue? What's your problem? Just tell me what it is. You know, I will help you handle it, but oh, just give me, yeah. I don't know if you realize how busy, oh, I'm hitting the microphone. Sorry. Boop, boop, boop. Um, you know, we have this like franticness about us when staff come to us and really we've got to be like a duck serene and nice on the top and then our little feet underneath on the bottom underneath the water you have no right to project your stress or your uh, workload onto your staff because what that does is it makes them a feel like they can do it and if you have a team that is too busy quote-unquote and has too much in their plate quote-unquote you're not going to have time to implement new things change things sit down and have a proper chat about something do training, roll out a policy because everyone's going to be too busy, too busy, too busy. And you will create a a culture where everyone's just quote unquote too busy. So it's really important that you're super calm and your world could be falling apart. And a staff member knocks, Marnie, and I'm like dying. You know, I've got like, you know, 10 clients are about to leave me and I can't pay the bills, whatever. I'm exaggerating. But, and and a staff member comes in and goes, um, I can't find the coffee. Do you know where the coffee, (laughs) you know, it doesn't matter how ridiculous their requests are if you don't emanate calmness they'll stop coming to you now you can also dictate and have control over when people come to you for certain things obviously you know you should have certain meetings where things are brought up like i'm I'm exaggerating here but my point is that a lot of managers do not emanate this calmness and they're guilty of projecting their own stress on upon the group and that culture is definitely not valuable a couple of other things i said warmth warmth is important i don't use friendly i use the word warm Now, of course, warm is friendly and friendly is warm, but I try to get away from the word friend um, and just stick to like a certain pleasantness about someone. There should be a pleasantness in management, but you don't want to you don't want to create an environment where they feel like you're their friend because friends should be tolerant of vices and should be tolerant of mistakes. And honestly, we do have leniency for our friends where we wouldn't other people. Our job as a friend isn't to criticize. Our job as a friend isn't to find out what's wrong or correct each other. So if you create an environment where you're being friends, you're going to feel like you can't do those things. And as a manager, you have to be able to correct. You have to be able to reprimand. You have to be able to point out what's wrong. Um, And so warmth is a better word than friendly. So figure out maybe how you can change if you feel like you're, you're trying to be their friend. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people know that, but try and keep it to warm. So we've got um, a factual justice viewpoint, removing emotions from words. So when you have calmness, unhurriedness, casualness, warmth, it actually allows you to say almost whatever you want. Almost. So I could say to someone like, I'm sorry, this isn't good enough. I know that you can do better than this. Do it again. See how you go. Now, those words are pretty brutal, but here's how you could say it if you embody these these, um, viewpoints. You could say it like, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't good enough. This one right here, no, 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 not good enough, not good enough. Okay, 
I've seen you do this so well. You were actually so good at this. You're really good at this. So I want you to go do it again. Have a cup of tea if you need. Go and do it again. See how you go. Bring it back to me when you're done. Now that gives a must-do, can't-get-away-with feeling, but when done correctly, doesn't make someone feel terrible. It also means that staff are going to likely come to you when they make a mistake, not try and hide it. If you've got a seriousness like, I'm sorry, this isn't good enough, go do it again. If you're very blunt and direct, people do themselves in and cave themselves in 10 times more than you ever will. If you give someone a, a tiny little correction, they're going to be on the train or in the car on the way home. They're going to be like, idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> they, they, people don't like being wrong and they don't like making mistakes and letting other people down. So you don't want to add to that. There's no need. They already know they stuffed it up. They already know if they're not good. There's no need to make a big deal out of it. You just go, oh, okay, no, not good enough. I don't like that. Just do it again. See how you go. Go have another crack. You're great at this. Don't stress. You're so good at it. Just go do it again. And then they go, oh, okay. And then they have the confidence to go and make mistakes and be wrong. Um, so that's, that's, that's the value of the right attitude is it allows you to cut through the awkwardness or your hesitance in tough conversations. And the rule is you can say whatever you want. You just have to find the right angles and the softness to say it so that the person doesn't cave in, but they listen and they actually will change whatever it is that you're asking them to change. And, you know, the other thing that it does when you have this type of attitude is it's your key. It's, it's the ticket and the key to dealing with different personality types, because what you say should never change. So me saying that you did this wrong and you need to redo it, those words should never change. How you say it should be adapted to suit the person in front of you. So let's take an example of, I'm going to read something out, a statement. I feel you can do better than this. I've seen you do things like this well. Do it again. See how you go. So that statement, if that's what you're trying to say, shouldn't change. Now you can say it like this. I feel you can do better than this. I've seen you do this many times. You do it well. Just do it again. See how you go. Now that's going to create a very different outcome than I feel you can do better than this. I've seen you do this thing. I've seen you do things like this so well. Just do it again. See how you go. That attitude, that calmness, that warmth is going to create a very different idea in someone than if you do it very bluntly. So I guess my point is um, don't change what you're saying. It's more about how you say it. And that's how you deal with different personality types without stopping yourself from doing your job. Because this is a thing. We, we have a hard personality in front of us. Someone who maybe you tell them something, they roll their eyes or they complain and, you know, they, they make you not want to talk to them. They make you not want to approach them. If you um, adjust what you say to suit a person too much, like what you're saying in essence to suit them, you're going to end up managing people some way and managing them another and giving people different leniencies where you wouldn't give someone else. So instead, just focus on how can I say this exact same thing like that's not good enough without them getting upset. 